Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. All right. If you would turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. We're a little bit early in getting here. It's still Christmas time. It's the last Sunday in Advent. Christmas comes this week, and we actually have another holiday that we celebrate for the coming of the wise men. Uh, Epiphany is, uh, I believe it's January 6th, and that's that's the traditional date for celebrating the coming of the wise men, but that's not going to keep us from just moving ahead here in the text. Um, Today we're going to look at uh, Jesus uh, being worshipped by these wise men who came. And uh, let's just go ahead and dive into the text, beginning with verse 1 of chapter 2. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who had been born the king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea. For so it is written by the prophets, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means the least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it had come, until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy and Going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we pray that you would give us ears to hear and eyes to see what your word has to say to us tonight. Lord, we pray that you would would help us to come and adore Jesus. Lord, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. I guess... The point that I want to get across tonight is that we need to be like the wise men. We need to come and adore Jesus. 
Uh, that's probably the biggest point of, of this time of year is, is that we, our minds are drawn to think of the incarnation of God becoming flesh, becoming a, a little baby. And we see he was very early worshipped by these wise men. They weren't Jewish people. They were probably Gentiles who'd come from a long way off. Now we think of the wise men oftentimes when we think of Christmas and when we have our Christmas cards that we send off, oftentimes our Christmas cards will have a picture of the three wise men. Um, Oftentimes also we'll see our um, nativity scenes that are set out and we'll have the the wise men that are there along with them. But most likely, that's not the way it was the night that Jesus was born. We do know that the shepherds were there. The shepherds, it had uh, announced to them by the angels, and they came and they saw where Mary had laid Jesus in the manger. But Jesus may have been up to two years old at the time that the wise men came. They had stayed there in Bethlehem after Jesus' birth. And the wise men must have, at the time of his birth, saw this star that had appeared in the sky. And we don't know all that came into this. Uh, We don't know where they came from, although we believe they came from the east. Here's one suggestion of where they may have come from. You see, um, um, back in the Old Testament, we know that the the, uh, Jewish people were taken captive and taken into the land of Babylon. And there was a Jewish community that was still there in Babylon that didn't go home whenever Cyrus allowed them to go back and rebuild the temple and rebuild the walls. Um, So there were still Jewish people there in Babylon. And we also know that uh, whenever Daniel writes about his experience in Babylon, that there were also many different astrologers. Remember when King Nebuchadnezzar had his dream uh, that troubled him, and he looked for someone who could um, interpret the dream for him, and none was found. But he had looked among all of the different magicians and astrologers, and that's the kind of word we see here. Magi, it comes from the word where we get the word magic from. Um, These were probably the kind of people that would have been in uh, Nebuchadnezzar's court. They were wise men, they were astrologers, they were pagans. And yet somehow, maybe they had come into contact with this Jewish community, this community there in Babylon who had been looking forward to the coming of the Messiah, longing and waiting and singing with us, O come, O come, Emmanuel. Whatever it is, however they found out about it, uh, whenever this star rose in the sky, they knew it must be a sign. They believed that it was a sign that a king had been born. We say, see here, it says, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, the days of Herod the king. This was the time when Herod was king. Herod was probably king.
King Herod, King Herod the Great. Uh, there were many different Herods because Herod was so narcissistic that he named all of his kids after himself. <laughs> kind of makes you think of George Foreman. <laughs> but he named all of these different sons after himself. And it was in these days that Herod the Great was king. These wise men, these magi came from the east. Babylon would have been in the east. They came to Jerusalem saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? They knew what to expect. Where did they hear this? It must have been from the Jewish community there in Babylon, probably. To know that this, this person who was born was to be king of the Jews. He was born king of the Jews. Tells, they tell uh, Herod, we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Um, they were telling this to Herod. Now, that was a dangerous thing to do. Dangerous because Herod was ruthless and paranoid. Herod was paranoid that someone would try to take his throne. He was so paranoid, it is said that it was better to be a dog in Herod's court than a son. He even had a couple of his sons killed because he thought they were a threat to his throne. This man, knowing this about Herod... You have the wise men saying, where is this one who was born king of the Jews? And Herod must have been thinking, well, I'm the king of the Jews. I don't know anything about anyone who was born king. This must have filled him with rage. Must have filled him with all kinds of paranoia. Verse 3, when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled. You can understand that. And all of Jerusalem with him. You can understand that too. If Herod's upset, then the whole city's in an uproar. Kind of like that old saying, if mama ain't happy, <laughs> ain't nobody happy. If Herod the king isn't happy, it's not good for all the rest of the people either. All of Jerusalem was troubled as well. And assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So the Magi come to Herod and they say, where is he who was born king of the Jews? And Herod knows because he knows Jewish history. Ah, they're expecting a Messiah. They're expecting someone to become, to, to come who would be born of the line of David who would sit on his throne. And so he asked the logical people he would ask. He didn't have Google. He didn't have Wikipedia. He didn't have the Internet. He called on the chief priests and the scribes. He called on the experts to come and tell him, where the Christ was to be born, where this Messiah was to be born. And they told him, well, Micah chapter 5, 
verse 2, tells us he will be born in Bethlehem of Judea. It says Bethlehem of Judea because there was another Bethlehem. So it was distinguishing which Bethlehem this was. Bethlehem was the city of David. Bethlehem was the same birthplace of David himself. Verse 6, And you, Bethlehem, and the land of Judah, are by no means among the rulers of Judah, least among the rulers of Judah, for you shall come, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. In the Old Testament, you have this line of kings coming from David. You have David and then Solomon and then Rehoboam and you have all of the kings of Judah in the south and you had some good kings and some bad kings. But one of the thing about these kings is they are pictured as a shepherd, someone who is to care for the flock of God. But none of them measured up. They all failed miserably. And so God said in Ezekiel that he was going to come and he was going to be the great shepherd. He would feed them and tend his lambs himself. Here, Micah tells us it's Bethlehem, the same city that David came from. That's where the Messiah was to be born. Verse 7, And Herod summoned the wise men secretly, and ascertain from them what time the star had appeared. He's playing two sides here. He came to the scribes and the Pharisees and asked them while the Magi were not present. He asked them, where is he to be born? And then he secretly, while the, the scribes and the priests are there, they, he talk, comes to the Magi and he asks them, when did the star arise? Thinking, when the star arose, that must have been the point at which he was born. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring word to me, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. Can you believe what Herod was saying? We're not to trust what Herod says here. No. Herod was paranoid. He was concerned that this new child that was born may have may be a threat to his throne. And so he sends these magi on a mission to go and find him. He asked them when the star had arisen to get an idea of how old this child might be. That's why we say he may have been as much as two years old whenever the Magi finally showed up. Verse and, and he says also, come back and tell me so that I too can come and worship him. That's what the Magi were going to do. They were going to find Jesus, this baby king, to worship him. And Herod 
lying through his teeth, said he wanted to do the same. To trick them. Verse 9, after listening to the king, they went their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until the rest until it came to rest over the place where the child was. We don't know how this happened. <laughs> I mean, imagine, you know, when we look up at the stars, they're so far up into the sky. We can't imagine a star coming and settling over the a specific house. We, we don't know what was taking place. Maybe it was an angel that guided them there, and it looked like a star. I don't know. We don't really know what it is, but somehow this bright, shining object led them right to the place, to the home where Jesus was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great Joy. They were happy that they'd found what they were looking for, who they were looking for. Verse 11. And going into the house, they saw Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. When they came into the presence of Jesus, they fell down and they worshipped him. The word there for worship means to prostrate oneself, to lie face flat on the ground. And when we come into the presence of Jesus, it ought to knock us on our face. To be completely overwhelmed, to adore him like we've been singing about. Then... They open, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. These are some strange gifts to give a baby. <laughs> we don't usually give babies gold. But the gold, I guess you can say, represents his royalty. Jesus was a king. So... Gold is what you give a king. Frankincense. What is frankincense? It's the word frank would be pure, so it's it's a pure incense. It's a very costly thing, and um, we don't know exactly what was going through the heads of the magi, but when we look at this, it reminds us that Jesus was God. In the temple worship, they had to burn incense. and Sometimes incense was, was um, a symbol of prayers going up to God within the temple. And this incense here, some have suggested, may represent His deity. The fact that Jesus, this, this baby that was born in Bethlehem, was God Himself. And myrrh. What's myrrh? Myrrh is a spice. A spice that was used for anointing people for burial. To prepare their body for burial. So this gift as well, it points towards who Jesus was. Jesus was born to die. When Jesus did die, the 
women went to go prepare his body for burial, wanted to anoint him for with, with spices like this. And when they came, they didn't find him. They found the tomb was empty. Amen? These three gifts that we sing about, that we know about, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, that's probably the reason why we say there were three kings. The text here doesn't tell us there were three magi. It just says magi came from the east. We often get the idea of three simply because it just says gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We don't know how many there were. Verse 12, And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. They had a similar experience to Joseph in the last chapter. Joseph had an angel come to him in a dream to tell him that uh, not to be afraid to accept Mary as his wife because she had been faithful, that the child that was growing within her was of the Holy Spirit. And now we have another dream where these Magi are warned not to go back to Herod. The Magi, they came and they worshipped Jesus. They were not going to... They didn't want Jesus to be killed. There'll be more to go into next week when we come back to this next part of the text. What are we to take from this? One thing we have to notice is these three men, or actually we can't say they're three men, these men who came from the east, these wise guys, they came and they were Gentiles. The first ones that worshipped our Savior were Gentiles. John tells us Jesus came to his own and his own received him not. There were many who did believe, but As a whole, they rejected him and they crucified him. Opening the way for us, non-Jewish people, to be accepted into the people of God. These Gentiles remind us also of the last chapter where we see those four Gentile women in the genealogy of Jesus. Tamar, Ruth the Moabitess, Rahab, the Canaanite, and Bathsheba, who was married to a Hittite. These Gentiles. So again, we see this emphasis that uh, Jesus came not just for the Jews, but also for Gentiles. He came to be worshipped by us. Also, we need to notice here a contrast between the Magi and Herod. The Magi, they came looking for this king of the Jews, and they came and they worshipped him. Herod, while he pretended to want to come and worship him, was really just seething with rage and paranoia, wanting to put an end to Jesus. So, 
We don't want to be like Herod. <laughs> we don't want to be like that. Sometimes, though, we don't, we don't, we're not like Herod in the sense of wanting to, to kill Jesus, to put to death a, a little baby. But sometimes in our hypocrisy, we might say we want to come and worship him when it's really the furthest thing from our hearts. We want to watch out for having an attitude like Herod. We also want to watch out for having an attitude like the scribes and the chief priests. They hear this news about a baby that was born, and they, you know, Herod was wanting to know where this Messiah was to be born. And they don't go with the Magi. They stay right where they're at. It's like they find out about it, and they totally ignore it. So oftentimes, sometimes we might hear the Word of God and it goes right past us. We have ears, but we don't hear. We don't want to be like the chief priests and the Pharisees, or chief priests and the scribes. No, I commend to you that we, we want to be like the Magi. We want to be ones who come and worship Him. We want to be ones who when we come into the presence of Jesus, we fall down on our face and we adore Him. So, as we come to Christmas this year, let's remember what it's all about. It's about adoring Jesus. So let's come and adore him. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.com or you can like us on Facebook.